This is Fuse Box number 120, Poon Foonery. And you zigged when you should have zagged. Hindsight has been clinically proven to be 2020, as they say. And who are we to argue with hearsay and the falsified documents we have here? We are the nubs. <laughs> The nubs. nubs! The nubs! The nubs! Holy carp, Mr. Keynes! That is a genuine pull, as our cohort in audio crime, Jeff Pollard, would say. The nubs! Good lord, remember that spot? I mean, now wait, was it a, 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 a Gillette commercial or a Schick? Or even a candy? I don't, I can't recall now. Uh, or are we both experiencing another one of those uh, tricks of uh, time-space and it never really happened at all? Yes. Uh, thank you for clearing that up. Yes, over there, the man of mystery, the prime minister of digital processing, Milt Keynes, everybody. Thank you kindly. And I am your letting the cat out of the bag and into the path of oncoming traffic host, Mark Rose, welcoming you into this the 120th edition of Fusebox, sensitively entitled Poon Foonery. So why does that title make me feel really weird? <laughs> well, Mr. Keynes, it's because it has some uh, known, unknown qualities in it, and uh, actually isn't a word at all, of course, but uh, one could make an argument that the word poon as in a harpoon or to lampoon, is vaguely... <laughs> thank you. That, that it might be loosely related uh, to those words. As uh, the foonery part is kind of a malice of forethought cross of uh, some obscure Don Martin cartoons. Remember the guy from Mad Magazine? Uh, cross that with a little uh, Kurt Vonnegut uh, from his uh, now famous, I think it was Cat's Cradle or... or Breakfast of Champions, I don't remember. But he had a couple of terms he created. One of them was uh, the Grand Falloon. Yeah, how about that? Or uh, uh, the cause could be, really, uh, might just stem from the fact that you had uh, one or nine too many Yoo-Hoo and vodkas last night. Could be. Last night? <laughs> yeah, I forget. You often start early. You know, saying. <laughs> okay, well. Well, friends, uh, let me just say that uh, on this edition of the program, we have a wondrous, one might even say news-filled selection of uh, topics to discover together. Also, a Fusebox shout-out coming up in a bit, along with uh, what has to be one of the year's most over-the-top acts of generosity ever. Maybe. Oh, but first, did you know that we had what uh, clickbaiters want to call a close call with a giant asteroid? Are they sure it was an asteroid? I mean, uh, could have been something else. I did hear about this. Though. Well, yeah, it appears, though, that on uh, May 24th, in fact, we had a large visitor pass through us here. Now, this thing is uh, nearly a mile wide and uh, is, is moving, too. It travels at 48,000 miles an hour. 
And uh, the space rock known as, uh, what were they called? Uh, Asteroid 1999 KW4. <laughs> it's, got, it's got a nice ring to it, doesn't it? Was discovered 20 years ago and is so large that it, it it's actually orbited by its own moon. Now, I don't know about you folks, but things were getting uh, just a wee frenetic out there on the roads Friday. Like, uh, you know, very more than usual creative driving. People just not paying attention or taking unnecessary risks. Well, you know, it was Memorial Day weekend, so folks were uh, also in a hurry to get the party started wherever the hell they were. I agree. I agree. Uh, That was in the mix, too. But uh, there was just this palpable energy in the air that you... uh, You just had to be extra careful out there because... Because a piano might fall on you at any time. Exactly. Or maybe a 750-foot lizard found its way onto the expressway. Mm. Whatever the cause, the, uh, the energy was certainly motivated, and there was uh, definitely a uh, need to be mindful out there. Uh, the asteroid, by the way, was uh, 3 million miles away, so not exactly sweeping through our atmosphere or anything like that. Uh, like the one in Russia in 2016 that crashed big time and uh, was caught on uh, everybody's dash cams, it would appear. <laughs> yeah, man, saw that one. Looked like the invasion had already started. Indeed, it did, yeah, really. Uh, luckily, it wasn't, and uh, life goes on until the next piano falls. When uh, we returned to this stuff, some interesting news that will be notable and full of interest. I suppose you can tell us what tore up this room last night. The show for everybody. But not everybody will like it. TheFuseBoxShow.com You know, I was thinking... Uh, yeah, never a good thing. <laughs> well, true. But, uh, but there we are. So I was thinking the other day about this... Um, all this foment of late concerning the uh, very inner minutia of goings-on at the White House and uh, all that. And I began to see kind of a, an interesting parallel between uh, how this news is being reported and the puff and buzzle of, the, of, of something like a new product announcement. I think you got your next show title. <laughs> yeah, puff and buzzle. Yeah, don't, don't tempt me. Yeah, so, so for, for instance, let, let's, take, uh, let's just take the Orange Guys uh, parade of poon-foonery. Shall we? At least in terms of the the mechanism of how it's reported. Okay? So, like, thing X occurs, and then uh, news agencies start to report that thing X has happened. Then, while they're waiting for the fallout of thing X, we begin the process that very closely resembles the reporting of uh, a new product launch. Okay? Like, rumors about its release... Pictures, fake or otherwise, of the new thing, right? Then speculation on whether the thing will work. Get a bunch of experts sitting around gabbing about how this thing might be the most epic fail of the last 2,000 years. And then the bombastic excitement over the imminent release of the thing. And then it's released. 
and it's a crashing bore. Brief yawn, then the machine starts all over again with the next shiny thing being at first rumored to be happening and the yeah, blah, 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 blah. This, at least to me, has the uh, same blueprint as what we're seeing in the news lately. There are so many other things going on that sadly are either uh, underreported or not reported at all in favor of the uh, micro-news coverage of the orange guy's uh, recent tweet or statement or whatever. And of course, of course, we have daily fodder of those things, admittedly. But the point is, well, doesn't it seem that we're being distracted by all this poon-foonery? I mean, nothing is changing in that situation at all. As a matter of fact, things seem to be getting a whole lot worse in terms of uh, <laughs> approaching a, a like a monarchy status in the USA here. Oh, man, I've said it before. It's a smoke and mirror show to keep us from seeing what's really going on, man. Right, right, right. But 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 I think you think it has something to do with giant mantis aliens taking over the bodies of heads of state and so forth. And your point is? (laughs) Well, that uh, for whatever the deep and dark and a little nefarious on the side reason, we are uh, clearly being diverted away from some other things going on that are of equal import. And uh, as we know, this recent set of uh, ridiculous and staged, some might even posit high camp tantrums, fun as they may be to watch, are the uh, stuff of uh, truly bad reality TV. I I mean, uh, this is a format Orange Guy knows only too well. You know, uh, some were reporting that the recent one where he uh, stormed out after the infrastructure meeting, that uh, that thing was just a total scam. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. These events are are, are manufactured to cause deflection and uh, diversion and Nothing very good or productive is ever going to come from any of that. Other than making damn sure folks like that don't get reelected. But you know what? We already knew that. So you think the media is handling this stuff like a new gizmo promotion, huh? Yeah, I do. And uh, all the speculation, the buildup, the follow through, and then nothing. Nothing truly happens. Or it sort of happens, but mostly weak. But it had a great jingle. Of course, there have been major events along the way. But uh, as we that have lived through the uh, Watergate hearings of the past, it's a fairly long process to kick some guy out of that seat. And and that's by design to do just that. You know, it's kind of like executive privilege. You don't want to just whip that clause out anytime you didn't get what you were after in the course of the real process or or for for some other reason like oh i don't know uh taxes that one may get ugly that one (laughs) yeah i'm thinking he may actually drag down the whole irs with him oh i I, i'm sure there are many who would say then that he was like the greatest president that uh, we've ever had if he achieved that well What gets me is that there are all these cats ignoring subpoenas and just not showing up to testify before Congress. I mean, how long does that shit go on before they they just haul the whole stinking lot of them away to prison? The mind boggles, Mr. Kane. I do not know what the the resistance is there, but uh, I see what this delay is is, is doing. It's surely creating a uh, vast cloud... Of vagueness. 
one that is slowing down the energy of that final push to get to, to the bottom of things. So I, I don't know. Right now, uh, I seem to get my information mostly from the BBC World Service, as uh, they seem to be the only large news organization who's actually covering what's going on here in the U.S. <laughs> Which is why we have this wondrous Fusebox shout-out. Yes, friends, I want to give a great big Fusebox shout-out to the news-gathering organization of the BBC, the World Service, which... It is and does. Why? Why? Well, glad you asked. Hoping to get a free ticket to the UK? Well, that would be splendid, but that's not the reason. No, I want to thank the BBC World Service for uh, educating me on a piece of United States history that I, uh, for one, never knew about at all and certainly was not in the history books from my days in school. Yeah, but... Did they have books back then? I mean, uh, it was parchment scrolls, right? Yes, that's right. Mm-hmm. And there was very little breathable air. So uh, we developed gills. To... Now, there may be a bunch of historical scholars out there who, uh, who will, in fact, know about this. But as I say, I did not. So it appears back in the day, the Cherokee Nation once had slaves. Slaves? You mean like... Yep, just like our grand founding fathers of uh, this here U.S. and countless other wealthy folks, it was the, the way of the day. Despicable as it is to us today, although it does seem like it's still going on in some places, you know what I mean? Even to this day. So as the story goes, after the uh, American Civil War, the Cherokee freedmen were emancipated and uh, at that point, allowed to become citizens of the Cherokee Nation. And that was in accordance with a Reconstruction Treaty made with the United States in 1866. Okay, so you flash ahead now to the 1980s, and the, the Cherokee Nation Administration then amended citizenship rules to require direct descent from an ancestor listed on the Cherokee by blood section of the Dawes Rolls. So that change stripped descendants of the Cherokee freedmen of citizenship and voting rights unless they satisfied this new criterion. So on March 7th, 2006, the uh, Cherokee Supreme Court ruled that the membership change was indeed unconstitutional and that the freedmen descendants were entitled to enroll in the Cherokee Nation. So a special election held on March 3, 2007, resulted in a passage of a constitutional amendment that excluded the Cherokee freedmen descendants from membership unless they satisfied the Cherokee by blood requirement. So the Cherokee Nation District Court voided the 2007 amendment on January 14, 2011. Now, the, the ruling also uh, excluded the Cherokee freedmen descendants from voting in the special runoff election for uh, principal chief. In response, the Department of Housing and Urban Development froze $33 million in funds 
and uh, the assistant secretary of the Bureau of Indian Affairs wrote a letter objecting to the ruling. Afterward, the uh, Cherokee Nation, Freedmen descendants, and the U.S. government reached an agreement in uh, federal court to allow the Freedmen descendants to vote in the special election. And uh, to bring it all home, on May 5th, 2014 in the United States District Court for the District of Columbia, oral arguments were made in the first hearing on the merits of the case. And on August 30th, 2017, the U.S. District Court ruled in favor of the Freedmen descendants and the U.S. Department of the Interior, granting the Freedmen descendants full rights to citizenship in the Cherokee Nation. The uh, Cherokee Nation accepted this decision and uh, effectively ended the dispute. So you can see that these folks were clearly in a catch-22 situation, not being able to really get assistance or vote or anything for quite a while. But uh, as of now, benefits uh, will continue and uh, rights have been restored as planned. And I got to say, Matt, I, I just, I did not know this. My, my news outlets seem to have uh, skipped that little bit of news, but the uh, BBC did not and went so far, actually, as to interview descendants and go to their homes and check out how the uh, slaves actually lived in those uh, situations back there. And it, w- it was really uh, eye-opening, I think. So um, anyway, so thanks again to the BBC World Service for uh, enlightening us on our own history. We've locked Senator Bob Fusky inside this deep-sea diving bell filled with angry razor clams. But it's to prove a point. No, no, stop it. Oh, no, stop. Oh, no, no, stop. Stop it. Ah. Oh, ow, stop it. Oh, TheFuseBoxShow.com Well, glad someone is getting something done right. Yeah, indeed. I'm glad things are uh, coming around for some. As a matter of fact, uh, that's that leads me to this uh, next piece. This this is an amazing thing. This is truly an amazing thing. This is probably the most hyper-generous demonstration of goodwill I've seen, uh, certainly this year, right? Let's shine the light on Robert F. Smith. All right, imagine this, friends. You're sitting in your senior graduating class ceremonies at uh, Morehouse College uh, there in Atlanta, and you're listening to this chap uh, deliver the commencement address about how valuable you all are and what wonders you'll encounter and how you can be the ones to shape the future of our great country. And, oh, by the way, all of you graduating seniors uh, sitting in this uh, auditorium, Yeah, I just picked up the bill on all of your student loans. You're welcome. Holy carp! Yeah! Atlanta billionaire, philanthropist, and technology investor Robert F. Smith said his family is providing grants to wipe out the student debt of the entire 2019 class at Morehouse College. Smith made uh, the announcement on uh, Sunday morning in front of nearly 400 graduating seniors, eliciting the biggest cheers of the morning. <laughs> no, no surprise. The sum granted to the college was in excess of uh, $40 million. <laughs> Quoting Mr. Smith here, 
When Dr. King said that the arc of the moral universe bends towards justice, he wasn't saying it bends on its own accord. It bends because we choose to put our shoulders into it together and push. Smith also said technology is creating a whole new set of uh, on-ramps to the 21st century economy, and together we will help assure that uh, African Americans will acquire the tech skills and be the beneficiaries in sectors that are being automated. This is clearly the uh, putting your money to good use, in, uh, in my humble opinion. Wow. Oh, man. That was a good day. Yeah, a, 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 yeah, a very, very good day indeed. So, uh, <laughs> let me just address the 300-pound orange gorilla in the room. So, uh, Mr. Orange Guy in the White House over there with the multiple billions... What are you doing to help students with egregiously high student loan debt? Hmm? Oh, he's hiring illegals to do the same job for one-tenth of the price. That's what. Want to buy a steak? Well, I'd say uh, Mr. Robert F. Smith just uh, set the bar, friends, and uh, there are a whole lot of folks out there that could step up and assist, as uh, this chap has, and uh, make a real quantifiable difference. Personally, I think if your profession is to teach, and this is just one example, you're really never compensated for all the work you do. Oftentimes, you're, you're filling classroom supplies from your own pocket and certainly not compensated at the level of uh, some professions. But to add to that, this ridiculous debt that one carries that uh, is, for the most part, nearly impossible to pay off without uh, some kind of windfall, which then, of course, creates a a kind of modern-day indentured servitude for them, right? You know, that, that just might be the plan. Certainly is with credit card companies. They love the new meat. Well, yes, and, and that's been going on uh, for years, enticing uh, new graduates with all sorts of uh, credit opportunities, masquerading as a helping hand to establish credit. <laughs> yeah, but of course, all the while, knowing they are uh, setting a trap for uh, indebtedness. Yeah, and then they can point the finger back at you, of course, saying, well, just because uh, it's there doesn't mean you have to use it. Hey, hey, you know what? With, with uh, uh, some of those cards... They actually uh, penalize you for not using it. Your credit score could actually be affected by not using it. Some folks just have uh, cards for, you know, emergency situations, right? Yeah. Yeah, so the credit card companies are not particularly fond of them uh, at all. In some uh, extreme cases I've heard about, uh, folks are actually dropped for not using the card enough. Yeah, it, it, it's, a, it's a double-edged sword, that one. On one hand, uh, learning the responsibilities of using other people's money is, is crucial in our day and age. But uh, also crucial is uh, <laughs> the Truth in Lending Act. These credit card companies have committed what pretty much uh, stacks up as a, a mutated bait-and-switch tactic with uh, many of their pitches. And they have been caught doing so a number of times, which is why the credit card industry is uh, tightly regulated as it is. But... As in politics, uh, the spin is the currency of the day. You know what I'm saying? Well, on that uh, cheery note, (laughs) 
We will uh, pack up our multicolored poons and uh, assorted foonery and crawl back under the carpet, but not before thanking our gifted contributors to this edition of Fusebox, Eden Neuendorf and Jeff Pollard. Thanks also to the uh, always gluten-free technical assistance of uh, Milk Canes over there. A pleasure as always, amigo. Hey, look here. Uh, says on this envelope I may already be a winner. Huh. I wonder if it's the same company that says these beautiful Asian gals are eager to meet me. <laughs> you don't say. I do say. I also say, friends, if you have not already done so, please feel free to uh, subscribe to this humble program wherever you have found it, be it uh, Apple Podcasts or Stitcher or the very Overnightscape Underground itself. We do so appreciate it, and uh, we appreciate you so much for uh, pushing play on this edition of Fusebox. I have been your trying-to-shave-in-a-house-of-mirrors host, Mark Rose, saying until our next cartoon. Fuse.